Shalom, shalom, peace and health upon all listening. Shalom to the elect scattered abroad and the strangers who are attached by Hashemach, the branch, in whom we believe and declare to the esteem of our Father, Yahuwah. Hashemach, the branch, who is our sovereign and master, Yahusha HaMashiach, the Messiah, the Word made flesh, the Son of Elohim. Welcome to Bread and Wine. Shalom, welcome back to the Bread and Wine Podcast. Once again, this is the bread and the wine of the pod of the cast. Just like a pimp named Slickback or a tribe called Quest, you have got to say the whole thing. The Bread and Wine Podcast. We thank you again for showing up, for showing out, for being with us today. I am one of your hosts, Yahuka Said, and next we have... Caleb. Ben Yasharal. And after that, it is. Yahu. Shalom. We thank y'all once again for being with us, for sticking with us, for praying for us, helping us out in any, in any way that you can. We give praise, honor, and esteem to Yahuwah through our master, Yahusha HaMashiach, the Messiah. Today's episode. Today's episode, we are going to be talking. This is a one-on-one. Yeah, class session one on one. Just emphasizing on some points to the intro for new believers, people that believe the Bible, but there are certain things, certain doctrines that are being teachings that are being displayed, and we're just gonna go through in terms of. What scripture says and how we should walk this thing out in spirit and in truth. Caleb, you got something to say? I guess I do now. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) so the big thing is, um, again, like I said, this episode really is starting out for people who already believe the Bible. Um, But the question is, you know, a lot of people, they believe the Bible, but they don't actually know it. So the question is, what? do you actually believe and can you really say that you believe something if you don't know it you know um it's almost like me saying hey uh i believe that this person is my father have you met him no how do you know they're your father i believe it but but what do you know that can tell you that they're your father i believe it and with a lot of people um in either in Christianity or in some, time, in some cases in other Abrahamic religions or Abrahamic faiths, they know the Bible or they know Torah or they know what they know, but they don't actually... Bible. I shouldn't say they, they believe what, what it is that the tenets of that faith say, but they don't actually know what the book itself says. So what we're really going to do today, we're just going to start out with some things just to, uh, number one, define belief, because belief in this walk is more than just having this oh yeah i believe it you know it's, it's not like believing in the tooth fairy or believing in santa claus there's there's something that has to be 
shown through your belief. So just starting out. Well, it, before you even go ahead, get go that ahead. far, what it what just before you even actually get the official definition or at least biblical definition, what what would the average person just think of when they hear faith? What you think? Well, just faith, you know, again, just uh, I feel it in my heart that this is true. All right. Sometimes they don't even know it logically. So I just feel that this is true. Um, I think this is what it is. Um, note whether they have some sort of evidence or not. Um, now, some people might go with things like, well, in my personal life, I had this experience and that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with that. But for a lot of us, we can't say that we had those personal experiences for a lot of us, you know. So. If you're just saying, yeah, I believe the Bible, but you don't know the Bible and you're not necessarily familiar with certain things. And you might know some stories, but you, you don't know it. How can you really say that you believe it? You don't know it. You don't know what you're believing. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if you're starting to come into this truth, realizing, OK, there's some things I was told in church that was wrong, but I still believe this book. Um, that's really what we're going to tackle today. But again, there has to be some action that follows through with that belief. And we're, we're going to get into, you know, at least some basic things that you need to start out with and we'll get the <coughs> scriptures for that. Um, but first, Yahuka said, um, what is the Hebrew word there for belief or faith? Let me get it. Uh, <laughs> I got it. Oh, you got okay. it? Yeah, I got it. All right. Oh, thank my you. bad. Thank you. I was going to get uh, the, uh, go ahead. It would be Strong's H529. Mm-hmm. Imun, or some would say imunah, mm-hmm. which means trusty or trustworthy, trustworthiness, faithful. So, you know what I'm saying? It's pretty self-explanatory in the sense of kind of like the definition you gave. But the the question coming to play is, is it possible to believe part of the Bible and not all of it? It's possible to say, it's possible to truly believe if you only believe a part, is how I should word the question. No. And right. one thing I think that's really important, too, with that definition is it, it says trust. When, when you use the word faith, a lot of times we can kind of just do that whole, oh, yeah, you know, I just believe. But when you turn the word to trust, suddenly, in English at least, it does change the definition a little bit, right? Well, I have faith in the Greek. Oh, go ahead. Bring that out. So this is the G4102. Excuse me. G4102, yeah, like I said, sorry. Um, This is assurance. This is belief or believe. Truth itself. Hmm. Itself. I like the way that truth Truth itself. itself Truth itself. Moral conviction, credence, um, the truthfulness of Elohim. Um, Sounds like with all these words, there's some knowing involved here. Well, I mean, even when we go to Hebrews 11, right? So it says, now, faith or belief is the substance of things. This has hope for, but it's more of things expected. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's expected. It's the evidence of things that are not seen. So how do you have evidence of something that hasn't been seen? You believe. All right. So you have evidence of that. But with evidence, doesn't it? You have to show you, you that to, it, it actually yeah. exists. You have to have something there. So See, and now I, when I hear that, you know, people say that, oh, I, I woke up this morning, so I know he real. You know what I'm saying? That's I mean, that is evidence. That's evidence. That's, yeah. you know that's, what I'm saying? that's evidence. That's and, some and for some people, that is enough. Right. Yeah. Right. But I, 
if we're talking about understanding the scriptures, right? I, I would say one thing is you need to understand that the scripture is your evidence. Yeah, right. Because right. that's that's what the first the right. first part says. It's the substance of things expected. But what is that? What is that substance? And what are you expecting? Yeah, I was about exactly. To say, what are you expecting? Exactly. So, so you, like you said, this, I like substance because substance actually is something physical. You it's know what I'm tangible. saying? I can, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's again, it's not just this up in the sky. Hey, we think this is going to happen. You are you have some understanding and you have some knowledge of what it is. And you're acting that out. And I would say, to even get to that point, you gotta, you gotta try it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got, I got this pulled up. Psalms 34 and 8. It says, "Oh, taste and see that Yahuwah is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in Him." You gotta try it out. Mm. And if you and if you do it the right way, it's inevitable for you to see the the, the benefit in it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say, a lot of people that don't believe haven't tasted it, haven't tasted the word. They said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that come out the mouth of Yahuwah. That, that word is your meat. That's Your word is your food. And I don't think a lot, many people that have not, that try to disregard and dispute this whole Bible, they never even tried it. Yeah, and we have another episode for people who are who don't necessarily believe, but they think there's something to it or they have questions. So we'll, we'll get to you guys next. But but this this one's right here for people who kind of they have a, a, a they believe in the sense of, you know, yeah, we think this is real already. And I'm a some might say I'm a good Christian or whatever it is they might say. But they're, as they're starting to come into some knowledge, they're starting to realize that some of the things that they heard were not true. So, starting off again, now that we've kind of established here that there has to be some sort of action and something tangible, not just, um, you know, again, oh, I feel, but there has to be something tangible there. Uh, what do y'all say is some things that would need to happen for somebody who's like, okay, I'm, I'm committed to this, but, you know, I'm, I'm just starting out. What would be like the first few actions that they should take just immediately starting off? Well, um, I'm a land back of what you said earlier concerning belief um hebrews 11 and 6 so starting off we know that you have to have belief because it says without belief it is impossible to please Elohim. for he that comes to Elohim, you must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so one step after believing that he is is the Diligently seek who he is. And we spoke on that earlier. When we was in Matthew 5 with the Beatitudes. Okay. And go, go on to the Beatitudes. I'm, 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 I'm going to that one. We'll get to the other one later. What, 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 what version are you going to get? Because, you know, case. we just, you know. They, we, we, hey, we, uh, we be, you know what I'm saying, we go through a, a couple different ones. But right now, this the one I'm about to do is KJV. Oh, I wanted the other one. But anyway, what it says, ahead. uh. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will sh they they shall be filled. So, mm -hmm. like it's your food and drink, you gotta truly you, you ain't gonna how many days you gonna be able to go without that? Mm. So you could I like you starving right now. Mm. I want I want to follow up one other thing too because um, again, if you're coming into this and you're saying yeah, you know I believe it, I'm starting to realize some things ain't right, but uh. Just starting out, I want to really hone in that, again, faith is something tangible. 
but it also requires action, right? So we're going to go to Hebrews, and I'm using the Aramaic New Testament here. So Hebrews chapter 11, I'm going to start at verse 4. Now watch this. By faith, Abel offered to Elohim a better sacrifice than that of Cain, and on account of it, he is testified of that he was righteous, and Elohim bore testimony to his offering, and in consequence of it, that although he is dead, yet he speaks. Hold so, on, time out, time out. So when Abel offered that excellent offering to Yahuwah, it was counted as righteousness. It was counted as righteousness. Okay, keep going. Now, but he did it how? He did it in faith. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But he didn't have high in the sky, I don't know Elohim faith, because mm-hmm. Elohim talked to him. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? There was, he, there was knowledge there. There was understanding. There was also belief, as we would think of it. But oh. that belief was backed by something, and it caused him to act. Obedience. Right. So watch the next one. By faith, Enoch was translated and did not taste death. And he was found because Elohim had translated him. For before he translated him, there was testimony of him that he pleased Elohim. But without faith, a man cannot please Elohim. For he that draws near to Elohim must believe his existence, and that he will recompense those who seek him. All right? Now, watch this next one. By faith, Noah, when he was told of things not seen, feared, and he made himself an ark for the life of his household, whereby he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Again, he had faith. Flood's coming. But he ain't seen it. He didn't see a flood. But he's, it's coming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build an Boom. ark. Hey, you can land back that with the fear of Yahuwah is the beginning of understanding. So he, Noah was scared enough <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to to not die and obey and build an ark. And not only did he save himself, saved his family. Saved his family. All right. We're going to keep going here. Uh, where did I leave off? Watch this. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and departed to the place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he departed while he had no idea where he was going. This man just got up and just, and just was like, go here. Okay, where am I going? Just, I think just that's, go. Even then, that kind of like, we as far out. as the, that's why I, killing me people don't be wanting to deal with the Old Testament as much as they, cause I'm, you know, we know we, you need Yahushua, but. The Old Testament get downplayed so much. You got to put yourselves in the shoes of Abraham. He he was staying with his daddy all his life. He's saying he round his people. And he and the Most High telling him, hey, get. Just go. I got you. Just go. And you also got to look at it, too, from the context of their culture, too. Exactly. That, that was culturally abnormal. He can't go to another. Yeah, it's, it's, that it's, was yeah. very abnormal. Yeah. And then it's like that today. Usually where you're born at. That's where you stay. That's my, not trying to tell you where you're going to be at for most people. I mean, of course, you know, so you got those that move, but that's just that, that's definitely belief and faith that, yeah. was, that was required. So, and 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 just for the record, I'm gonna stop here. But it the keeps whole Hebrews eleven, it, yeah, it, it keeps going and it keeps mentioning people who they had faith, right? And this faith was not just up in the air. They 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 had a knowledge, they had an understanding, and I don't want to emphasize the knowledge as though the knowledge is the faith. But what I'm saying is that your belief has to be backed by something. And if you don't know the the word in the Bible that you're saying that you believe in, do you really believe it? Once you actually know it, 
and you still believe it, that belief should cause action. Altogether, that's faith, right? So now that I think we've established that, <laughs> now we can go on to the next point, which is what should those, uh, if you have something else you can add, go ahead. Uh, Romans 1 and 5, this is from the Brian Standard Bible. It says, through him and on behalf of his name, we received favor and apostleship to call all those among the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith or belief. Hmm. Obedience to what? Obedience to Torah. The, the, the word of Yahuwah. That's, you know what I'm saying? Not Torah and the prophets. That's why you say they, that's what they, they spoke of me. That's what Yahushua said. They spoke of me. Moshe and the prophets spoke of me. So if you're going to say you, and then I'm kind of rambling a little bit with this and I'm kind of jumping, but for those that I know a lot of people believe in Jesus, we don't subscribe to that name. We call him Yahusha. But if you truly say you believe in him, you got to you gotta do your due diligence like we read with the Beatitudes. You got to search and you got to thirst for that understanding. And you will have to, you, to, to be able to understand Yahusha, you got to go to the Torah. You got to go to the prophets. You got to deal with the Old Testament before you even can read anything in the New Testament. In fact, we had, uh, we had saved this up for the pretty much the end, but I think it, it, it works now. Uh, so we're gonna we're just gonna uh, go to some places because you did mention that you have to have you did mention earlier in Proverbs the fear mm -hmm. of who is the beginning of wisdom. Mm -hmm. What is wisdom? Wisdom and knowledge are two different things. Yeah, but just just right now, what is what is what is our wisdom? If if we are Bible believers, right? If we are believing in this book, right, mm -hmm. and we're following the Most High, the Creator of the world, mm -hmm. what is our wisdom? His, yeah, his instructions, his commands, his ways, his understanding. Oh, you talk about Deuteronomy. Yeah, now okay, we got to yeah, show. Yeah, I got now you. I got, got you. Right, right, okay. right, right. So we're going to go to Deuteronomy 4, 5 through 8. You got it? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just for y'all to, to understand what was going on, I was flipping through the book. Mm-hmm. And as I got to it, he said he got it. So, yeah, I'm going to let him read it. All right. Um, this is the TF 2009. See, I have taught you laws and right rulings as Yahuwah my Elohim commanded me to do thus in the land which you are going to possess. And you shall guard and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding before the eyes of the peoples or of the nations who hear all these laws. And they will say... Only a wise and understanding people is this great nation. For what great nation is there which has an Elohim so close or so near to them mm. as Yahuwah our Elohim is to us whenever we call on him? And what a great nation is there that has such laws and right rulings and righteous right rulings like all this Torah which I set before you this day. Mm. Only guard yourself And guard your life diligently Lest you forget the words That your eyes have seen And lest they turn aside from your heart All the days of your life And you shall make them known To your children And to your grandchildren Boom. I like that uh, Him being so near to us Because you got if, Think about it If you are an outside nation You're probably mm. looking at this nation like Yo what? 
why everything going so good for them right now? Like these these people came out of nowhere, right? <laughs> like that doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, continue what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, but like just being so near. So you got perspective, all right? I'm a, give me a random nation from the Old Testament. Uh, uh, a Philistine. I'm a Philistine. Okay, cool. And I see these nomadic people all of a sudden coming up and getting up and coming. Like, all right, I'll take it back. Let's look, let's look at uh, people on the other side of the Jordan before they crossed over. Okay. Everybody hearing about these people already. Oh, I mean, we, we could talk about uh, where Ray at. That was in Hebrews too. Hebrews eleven. Yep. Rahab and Jericho. So the word was getting around. Yo, these people, these people been knocking folks out, bro. Mm-hmm. They, ain't these the same people that ran off? I'm of Eden, gonna bro? knock you out. How they still? How they still even around? Yo, who said knock you out? And not only would not only other people saying who did not say knock you out, we just want to go ahead and clarify that. Thank well, you. Well, he did say you know he in did terms say of go knock and some he, people he out. Did he, say, he, said, he, he told did. them to go knock some people out. He didn't tell the people on the phone that we're talking to to knock anybody out. Well, I mean, in terms of like I use that reference in terms know, of how he said put the ban under the people. That's I know, I know, whatever. I know. Go but, ahead. I. But even with like not, not only the other nations, but Yashra or Israel itself, you see right. Well, you out here <laughs> tripping, but uh. <laughs> Tripping. <laughs> you about to hear another one. <laughs> you sound like a uh, Starbucks commercial. But uh, Israel being able to see the the um, the miracles right in their face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Seeing the waters part, seeing the pillar of fire and of clouds and stuff like it's just out. Oh, uh, seeing it, seeing all the plagues. You can't even imagine how that would. Well, you know, soon to be people gonna see them plagues, but mm-hmm. just to Living that is is crazy, but uh, yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, but um, we've established in terms of this belief, we've established in terms of this wisdom, this knowledge, this understanding, um, in terms of what new believers should be looking towards and starting to get a a better handle of. Uh, I guess I guess that's the word I want to use. Handle of. Yeah. Um, Not- just not mean cut you, but no, like, you good. Cause you said uh, expecting earlier. You used that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like if you once you open this book, what you what are you expecting to get out of? There we go. You know what I'm saying? What's your what's your? I and mean, you said that earlier. What's your end goal? Yeah. What what you what you truly want to get out of this? I mean, some people could say. Well, let's let's answer that question before we even talk about the first step, because what is your goal? Because there are some people that do read the Bible. But they only read it for uh, motivation in the moment. So all they do is go to Proverbs or they go to Psalms. And no, there's nothing wrong with reading the scripture for motivation because there are definitely things that's motivational there. But if that's your only reason for reading it, you might not ever get deeper. Never will. You don't. You know what I'm saying? You might not get deeper and you might not get what you think you're getting. Yeah, because you, you know, you, there's some scriptures that people use for motivation. I'm like... Yeah, in context, it's not as motivational as you might think. Like, but like one verse that a lot of this one verse, I I forgot exactly where it is, but it talks about how a lot of I've seen women use this. Elohim is within her. her she, yes, and yeah, she it's talking not, about Jerusalem. Yeah, it's talking about Jerusalem. Like, they they ain't got city. nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's talking about a city. <laughs> yeah. So so <laughs> once again, I, I I know we've I think we have talked about this. It's like. Yeah, so don't try to use the scriptures to 
convert to your life, right? You got to convert. You have to convert. Yes, you have Mm -hmm. to convert and conform and submit. We're going to use that word submit. You have to submit yourself to what the word says. Don't try to change it. Don't try to twist it. Don't try to get an angle around it. None of that. It says what it says. And listen, there, there's going to be some things when you start out in, in, in the law that coming from an American way of life, it's going to set you back a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're just going to have to understand because as you start learning and this is the thing, you have to stick with it and keep learning because what you'll learn very quickly is the way we process information and the way we see things might not have been the same way a person 3,000, 4,000 years ago looked at that same thing. A lot of things they, right? they did. A lot of times it's not. Perfect example is the word eved, uh, right? Oh, eved. Which translates servant. to servant mm-hmm. or slave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have slave laws in the Bible. They're there. Yeah. That does not mean that what happened to us is biblically sanct. Well, it's, it's the way okay. it was done. Put, put, not put, it, put, put it like this, right? <laughs> right yeah, so, yeah. so disclaimer, disclaimer concerning the servant. Um, uh, I've actually had, or actually didn't have a conversation with somebody about this, but I did comment because they had said that, oh, the Bible uh, approves slavery and da da da. They was like, they was going in just concerning. I forgot what verse it is. I think it's in um, I think it's in Exodus. It's in Exodus because so, I already know what they went to. Yeah, right. So, but it talks about how you're supposed to have someone that's in a, a servant or in service to you for six years and on the seventh year which is the year of jubilee they will be released with you know from their service with now parting gifts with yeah with parting gifts now if they choose to stay let's just say like the the master gave them uh, a wife and they end up having kids you know they had a choice whether they wanted to leave their wife and kids and and and, and go their own way um, or they can choose to say, you know what, my master was good to me. I choose to stay with him and stay with this and, and everything like that. There was a choice in the matter concerning that. Let's make it personal. Okay. Let's make it personal. You had a decent job and a big house, lots of, lots of payments, and you were able to make those payments no problem. Big house. And then, right, and let's say not only that, but you have a very specific skill set. And this very specific skill set is the only thing you really know how to do that can get you that same amount of money, right? And then out of nowhere, the industry changes, some new technology comes out, and your specific skill set is totally obsolete. No longer needed. You have no use for it. You can't transition to another business. It's done, right? Your house payments you can't keep up with anymore. You, it's, it's, it's over, Right. So because now that's happened, let's say that you had a friend or a brother who was also very wealthy, but they had money in a different industry and they were even wealthier than you. But in their industry, they were let's say they built a business and they needed some help. So what they say is, listen, this is what I'll do for you. Okay, You come work for me. For seven years, right? And I'll train you up in this new skill, and you come work for me for seven years. And during the seven-year time period, I will pay your house off, and I will pay for your bills, right? And you say, okay, that sounds cool. You do it. During that seven-year time period, 
technically you would be a slave. You would be a servant because you're serving them, right? You're working for them and they are paying off your house and they are also paying your bills. Now, if at the end of that seven years you say, you know what? I really like this, this little arrangement we have here. Um, if you just keep taking care of my bills and keep, keep buying my food and stuff like that for my family, even though you paid off my house and you just get, make sure I have a nice car, I'll keep working for you. It's, believe it or not, that was a, the situation for a lot of ancient people. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but you're farming somewhere and then a tornado comes and just tears all, kills all your cows, destroys everything. And your buddy next down the street is fine. Yeah, you might want to work for him for a little while until you get yourself back on your feet. Especially if you know you're going to leave with parting gifts. So you have to look at it from that. And it's a lot of things like that that you have to look at from a different angle. But because we coming in from America, it sounds a certain way to us. And we don't like the way it sounds because we're comparing a history that these people never experienced or saw. Well, I'm gonna be honest, from because I've heard that argument plenty of times, especially with this a lot of new age stuff that's going on. No folks don't be reading that stuff, bro. They just be they they go to Google, type in one reason to not follow the Bible, and then they get all oh, they condone slavery, and don't even and haven't read it for themselves to truly get in context of how, like you just explained, how beneficial it probably could be to somebody who need to you know what I'm saying get some work done or get back on their feet. But, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Forever learning, but not able to come into the knowledge of the truth. Turn away from these. All right, anyway, go ahead. I was just going to say, we probably do need to have a, a full episode on the breakdown of slavery and things like that. Because there's a lot of laws that if you just look at. We can just, not even just about yeah. slavery, but like. But just, just a lot of those kind of controversial laws. Yeah. That was the genius. Yeah. Well, not even not the genius, but the, the slithery craftiness of the adversary to. Yeah. to have the universal consensus of how slavery is be the reason why a lot of people don't want to just deal with the word yeah. because it's already they already been manipulated to think in a certain fashion that they'll never I don't know but yeah, you know, yeah you know, just, know just, just a lot of those controversial laws we'll probably have an episode about that because a lot of those laws are they might sound harsh again to an American, but when you actually understand what's being said, you're like, "Hey, this is actually especially when you, this actually was really fair." Don't folks and it's folks in the in, in the world right now that would love to be in that situation because they don't they not they don't got it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They they really jacked. It's people really jacked up out here. But mm -hmm. we like you said, we live in America where your everyday person you see got somewhere to go home to. But it's people in the world that don't got nothing that would love to work for somebody. You mean I can hold on, I can work for you for you, seven you years. You gonna put me under the roof, and then after seven years, you gonna give me a, a ten thousand dollars? What? Well, I will do that. <laughs> and again, yeah. there's like you said, there's people that would do that. So we have to we we had to look at this from other angles. Yes, what happened to us in America as black people was wrong. Okay, I'm not condoning that because there are also laws. That in, what, what was the movie? The Nat Turner movie? No, you're talking about um, Re, 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 Rebirth, Rebirth of a, a Nation. Rebirth of a Nation. Yep. In that movie, he even says, he was like, yeah, they always use this Bible to tell us what we need to do as slaves. But I started reading it, and every single thing they do to us, there's something in there condemning them for doing that. He ain't lying. Yeah. So, yeah, we just, and that's just one example. And that was, like, we kind of went off on a tangent there. We did. But, yeah, we, we did. did. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. <laughs> but we the did. point is. My bad, yo. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Because it's again, this is for newbies, so it's needed. So right, right. there are things that might make you a little uncomfortable. I'm not saying don't address it at all, but just understand you might sometimes if if it's bothering you that bad, 
pause and then do the research on it. But you might need to just pass by that for the time being until the rock gives you more. And and that and but that's another thing. I kind of glad we kind of dig over there because it made some made a, another point that we didn't put down. You want to get learned about these things so you could defend what you believe in better. You know what I'm saying? You, people gonna be out here trying to talk against this word. So you you gotta make sure you you got a desire for it enough to where you searching diligently and can defend this truth when the time comes. Always be prepared to defend it. Yeah, always always be ready with an answer. That's actually in the scripture, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, the, um, defending the faith, defending the belief. Yep, always ready to give an answer. So now that we've we've <laughs> we've been, we said we were going to do this about, what, 10 minutes ago? Yeah. Now we talk about the first steps. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right. So, this is where we're going to go, right? We're going to go to Acts, um, Acts 15. All right. Let me get it real quick. So, Acts 15, starting at verse 19. All right. So, um, context concerning this. It was... I'm going to read verse one. It says, and certain men came down from Yehuda or Judah and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the practice of Moses, you are unable to be saved. Right. So that was what some of the Yahudim were teaching concerning it. Now, we understand in terms of salvation, it is belief in the one who is sent from the Father, who is Yahusha HaMashiach. Believing in him, believing in his name, this is how we, how we receive everlasting life. Um, so, starting off for new believers, they was having a dispute among each other, trying to figure out exactly what to do as the prerequisites or as the uh, stepping stools or the stepping blocks for new believers that were coming in. So verse 19 says, therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those nations, excuse me, trouble those from among the nations who are turning to Elohim, who are turning to Yahuwah, but that we should write to them, one, abstain from defilements of idols, so turn away from idolatry, and from whoring or fornication, and from what is strangled, and from blood. For from ancient generations, Moses has in every city those proclaiming him being read in the congregations every Sabbath. So, first and foremost, turn away from your idolatry, turn away from your fornication, don't eat anything that was blood with that was with blood. So, if you continue in that, it says. Um, that you will um, you will do good. You will do good. But more so is that uh, these are the stepping stones that you start off with. And then as you start to learn and be around those that are in the Sabbath proclaiming and reading Moses, you will start to learn more and more. But not excuse me, but at the same time, going back, stepping stones, those right there. And. I'm pretty sure many of the listeners that's already here, y'all already doing that. And even if you knew coming in, you're already not, well, may not knowingly be doing idolatry, but you, you're already not out there blatantly worshiping something else. You're not out there eating blood, and you're not out there, hopefully you're not out there fornicating, you know what I'm saying? 
that's stuff yeah, that's that most black people don't even like their steaks rare like that anyway. You know what I'm <laughs> like saying? So that's like stuff that, anyway, that you're so. already doing, which go is just proving the point that his commandments are not grievous. Mm-hmm. So once you actually start to get into it and you learn it, you'll find out you're already doing on your daily basis for what you got to do. You probably already doing keeping the commandments anyway. So don't. Yeah, about seventy five, eighty percent of it. Most some people do. Can't, yeah, so most you know, people walk around here just slicing folks up, killing yeah. people, and robbing people every day. Like exactly, <laughs> not many. Everybody not a farmer, so you. Yeah, many of the laws not going to pertain to you. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody got slaves, so you. you don't those laws won't pertain to you or servants? Those laws won't. Well, if you, you have employees, they can yeah, pertain. yeah, that's true. So yeah. basically, what we're saying is there are certain things that are stated within the Torah that we physically cannot do. Physically, we cannot do this because it, it don't abide to it. Don't it don't apply it just to you. It does, exactly it because it doesn't it doesn't apply to you, right? It's not to say that the law is done away with. No. So you're gonna hear that, right? You're gonna hear that. That is not what's being stated, nor is that supported in nor is that supported anywhere in the text. You can't Yeho- find one single verse. Yahusha himself says exactly what concerning the law and the um, prophets are. Now, there is, a, there is a verse in Romans that says that uh, nobody can keep it, and, and it does appear to be talking about the Torah. Mm-hmm. It actually is not. You're going to have to bring that out. Yeah, so hold on, because I wasn't planning on bringing that out. Actually, I have to address two things for that really quick. Because there's, there's two typical arguments that Christians are going to use. Um, so one of them is that that nobody can do it. But I thought you could do all things through, as they would say in church, Christ who strengthens you. Mm-hmm. Except keep the law, I guess. And then um, the second thing you're going to hear. <laughs> the second thing you're going to hear is that if you're unable to do one law, you've broken them all. Which is taking something that James said completely and totally out of context mm-hmm. right so um are you pulling up the one in in romans where it yeah, says i'm looking for it okay so i'll deal with the one in james while he's doing that because the one in james is like super easy at well, least to me well i'm gonna I'm a go in terms of uh in terms of these these things that in terms of fornication in terms of idolatry in terms of eating anything that's strangled with blood so these things right here are they're not they're not new Right. There are things that there are instructions, excuse me, there are instructions that were stated before um, Mount Sinai, the laws of Mount Sinai were, were, were quote unquote given. Right. So for one is Genesis nine. Uh, so Genesis nine is I'm gonna start at verse one and it says, and Elohim blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and increase and fill the earth and the fear of you and the dread of you is on every beast of the earth and on every bird of the heavens on every creep that creeps on the ground and on the fish of the sea unto your hand it has been given every creeping creature that lives is for food i have given you all as i gave the green plants but do not eat flesh with its blood excuse me but do not eat flesh with its life it's the blood so it shows you right here in terms of the commandment that Yahuwah gave to Noah and concerning his sons is that for one, do not eat blood. Do not consume blood because it is the life of a being. And that is you cannot do that. Um, but he goes into why you can't do it. But we'll get to that later on uh, if time permits. But for. Uh, I think time is going to permit. I- OK. All right. <laughs> but. Uh, 
Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so uh, I guess what we'll do is we'll uh, just kind of close up these two uh, points here. We'll close up the the basic things, and then I guess we can take a commercial break after that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'll let y'all know when we go to commercial break. Okay. Um, so really quick, in James chapter 2, this is what it says. Right. I'm just going to read the verse that's used, and then I'm going to show you why people use it incorrectly. So in the uh, the Hallelujah Scriptures, it says... Um, and James 2.10 For whoever shall guard all the Torah And yet stumble in one point He is guilty of all So what a Christian would say there is If you don't do every single solitary law You've broken all of it But that's not what this is actually saying When you read the rest of the verse right? If you keep reading And you go past verse 10 for he, for he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of Torah. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, when you murder somebody, by the definition of the word murder itself, which is to intentionally kill someone, mm -hmm. even in the U.S. court system, that is the definition. It's actually uh, shed innocent blood. Yeah, shed innocent, innocent blood. Literally, you mm -hmm. intended to kill this person. And they didn't deserve it. And they it. didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Was that something you did by mistake? Nope. Was that something that you were unable to control yourself? Nope. If you commit adultery, meaning this was another man's wife, mm -hmm. and adultery has a very specific definition, but that's, that's something for you to research. Mm -hmm. um, you sleep with another man's wife, or you are a married woman, you sleep with somebody other than your husband. Mm-hmm. Did that happen by mistake? Like, is it like, oh, man, I just slipped and fell and oops. Nope. We, we didn't mean to do that. Nope. Okay, so it was a, it was a deliberate conscious decision. Mm -hmm. That's why Mashiach even says if you commit it in your mind, you've committed the act. Okay. So there are laws about what, what people should do, and I'm using the term people for a reason, um, who are on their knee die, their period, right? So we're all men, right? Mm-hmm. Are we able to do that? Nope. I, I, oh, I guess we broke Torah. I don't have no period. Yeah, I guess we just broke Torah because we can't do those laws. Nope. Even though we don't have periods. Yep. There's also a law about men um, when they utilize, when they have a nocturnal emission. Oh, yeah. Right? So what about uh, our sisters and our wives and things like that? What, what about, how does that law pertain to them? It doesn't. Oh, because they don't have nocturnal emissions, right? Nope. Up that they, they they violated it. Well, there's also a law here that says, "Oh, here's an interesting one." That in tithing, um, you bring your animals and you bring, but if if the area is too far for you to go, that it's you're supposed the, to give your tithes to. Some of the cumin and the uh, yeah, yeah yeah you can food, you can right? sell that for money, mm -hmm. but then when you get to where you want to get to, then you can buy whatever you want. But if you don't have any animals to give. Now, I'm not saying don't give anything. I'm not saying don't give a tithe at all. But that specific application of the tithing, if you don't have animals, then that application doesn't really apply to you. You see what I'm saying? You can't give animals. You can give your money. So what exactly is James saying? What James is saying is that if you deliberately, let's, let's actually read verse uh, 11 again. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's start up here. Let's start at uh, verse 8 to give even more context. If you truly accomplish the sovereign law according to the scripture, 
you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin, being found guilty by the Torah as transgressors. So what was happening was James was addressing people who were saying, I do this over here, but they didn't do this over here. Mm -hmm. And what he was saying was, if you are have the ability to do all of it, but you're only keeping part of it, you're still breaking it. Exactly. Let me make it more personal. The United States of America has laws, right? Mm -hmm. Now we have a tax code. If you own a business, there are business laws. There are different laws that pertain to different businesses, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if Yuhuka said here doesn't own a business, he's an employee. I own a business and I, I'm, I own a, uh, let's say I cut grass. Yermiyahu here owns a bar. Does, do, are you, Yuhuka said, and me, Caleb, responsible for keeping the laws of the United States pertaining to selling alcohol? No. Only Yermiyahu because he has a bar. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, if I, if both me and Yermiyahu need business licenses, mm -hmm. we both have to have those, right? But you don't need one because you're an employee. But all three of us have to follow the tax code, right? Yep. All right. So can I sit around here and say, well, I have my business license, but I don't pay taxes and then say I don't, I'm not breaking the law? Mm -mm. No, because even though I'm, I have my business license, if I'm not paying taxes, I am breaking U.S. law, mm -hmm. right? Now, me not having a liquor license is not breaking U.S. law because I'm not selling liquor. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. That's all James is saying. James is simply saying if you have the, in your ability to keep all, all tour laws that apply to you and you are not doing it, you're breaking the law. But the ones that don't apply to you do not apply. Right? That's all he's saying. Okay? Were you able to pull out that second scripture? No, I could not. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know exactly which one you was talking about. All right, I'm going to have to look it up here. Give me one second. <clears throat> we can just edit this part out. It's about to be silent. But, I mean, I ain't got to. It's just, in a, in, a, in a sense, we kind of just getting that, you know what I mean? The law is required in all of these things. We ain't trying to hone in on it because, you know what I'm saying? Actually, we are. But we're trying to be delicate about it because we know how your your usual believer or Christian believer would not subscribe to the law just because, you know what I'm saying, what they teach in churches or whatever. But it's, it's, it's just required and it's necessary to truly, to truly gain the understanding of, of, like we said at the beginning, what's the goal of all of this? To truly figure out that your answer to that, you got to read. You got to read it from the front to the back. You got to read the Torah, Genesis through Deuteronomy. You got to read that. And once you learn what's in that, everything else will make more sense than what it did at first. And New Testament, Old Testament included. So I, I actually want to go into what, <clears throat> what Mashiach says. So what does the Messiah say concerning the law and the prophets? They bear testimony of him. They bear witness of him. Okay. All right. I mean, to get understanding of him, where you got to go? Yeah, Law and the prophets. prophets he said, "But well, bring out that uh, chapter five, Matthew chapter five. Yeah, you already know what's wrong. I ain't, I ain't come for that. I came Let's for this. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm crazy. I'm tripping. 
What? It's in the very verse that we use, the uh, the one that we're using. The very um, verse that five? we use for Acts. It's in there where it says uh, the fathers 16? couldn't bear it. Oh, you talking about, yeah, 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 yeah. It says, I'm tripping. They're talking about the circumcision. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I'm bugging yeah, out. That's why I was like, yeah, I don't know what you was Okay. Yeah, you so, want me to look for docs. <laughs> yeah, so some people will, there are some people who would say that that is a talking about the law itself, right? And it's not. So, Yahuka said already went through the uh, the uh, context of that, which is that you had the Pharisees coming and saying, you got to get circumcised right now. In order to be saved. Right? And what what they were trying to say is that when he says they couldn't bear it, basically like how we're telling you to start out with some things, we're not telling you you need to keep all the law right now at this exact moment because you don't know it. That's what he was saying. When you go into um, Torah, the Most High did not give them all the laws at one time. I know it seems like he did, but he actually didn't. Go back and look at it. He gave him the Shabbat first. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember, he gave him Shabbat first. And then he brought them to Mount Sinai. Then he gave them some commandments there. Uh, technically, it was the blood. Well, technically, yeah. Technically, it Techn- was well, technically, te- you're right. It was, Pes- it was Pesach, it was Pesach first. Pesach. It was the blood. Yeah. The, so there's belief in the blood. So that you can get freed, and then there was the washing through the waters, and then after that, it but was technically the, that wasn't a commandment. It wasn't a commandment, but I was yeah, looking at it. And commandments it, was given, in, and then it was the rest. Well, we're talking about specifically Israel. You're talking about Israel, specifically no, Israel. Say, he but, gave Pesach first. Every time I covered it, then Shabbat. Yeah, every time. <laughs> yeah, but, but specifically Israel. But there. more so concerning what Acts 15 is saying and how like the uh, the Yahudim well, was saying. I want to clear up something really oh, quick. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Because go ahead, go ahead. when I say he didn't give all at one time, he gave him all the laws of Sinai. I understand he gave him all the laws of Sinai, but he didn't give him all the laws of Sinai in one day. Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> so that's I just fine. want to that's say fine. that he gave him parts. He gave them the the. The, what most people call the Ten Commandments, and then he gave him some other commands, and then he set up the priesthood, and then so it was, it was, it was, right. a, it was a gradual, it was a gradual thing. thing. Yeah, you right. see what I'm saying? He didn't just say, "Okay, here's all the law, and do it perfect." Right. That's why Deuteron- That's all. Plenty of the stuff the in Deuteronomy is in Leviticus. Plenty of the stuff in Deuteronomy is in, you know, what I'm saying, Exodus. Yeah. So it's just it's, it's constant. A lot of the, a lot of Torah is constant reminders. Hey, I said, don't do this. <laughs> my, my fifth time telling you this. Do not do this. Yeah. But. So in in terms of like the the thing that um in Acts 15 what uh Caleb was bringing out concerning when uh, I think it was I forgot who exactly but it's saying like our fathers was able to bear it. So you have to understand in terms of Abraham. Abraham mm-hmm. first had the belief and obedience and then he got the circumcision. Right? In terms of to to establish Wasn't Ishmael 15 when he got the circumcision? Yeah, I th- I, th- I believe so. Yeah. So I mean, you, how I mean Abraham was what ninety? Yeah. Well, he was he was over hundred, but that he, time he, he was about no, he was about hundred because I think oh. he he had his circumcision. If I, and all his male servants yeah, was all over, his male servants, over old they were, they they'd have been through. Listen, look, you got to really think about this before we we really look at it, right? Okay, let's talk about it. He got called out of his father's house, mm-hmm. right by Yahuwah, mm-hmm. went to Egypt. Went to Egypt first, right? Mm-hmm. And according to some documents, say, they say that he was in Egypt for two years, right? Mm-hmm. Then he got thrust out of Egypt, went to some other places with gifts, with gifts, right? Went to some other places he and got, was there for a few he, years. He got thrown out of Egypt with gifts, with gifts. So right? What does that sound like? Hold on, and then yeah, that's true. 
And then, right, he went to some other places, split with Lot and his nephew. You read the story, you'll find out what's going on there. Sodom, Gomorrah, all that good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Ishmael was not born the year that Abraham came into this. Ishmael was born like a good few years after, Mm -hmm. right? And by a good few years, I don't mean two or three years. I mean a good little nice while. And then turned 15, and that's when he got told to circumcise, right? Now, when you're in this walk, Right. Obviously, we do like we do our commandment really to circumcise our infants on the eighth day. But if you're coming into this and you haven't your stuff haven't been sliced yet, go ahead and get the belief first. The reason why they get it as an infant is because they're going to be raised in this. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. you weren't raising this. You got some stuff you got to clean out. Exactly. So you got a clean house first. Yeah. So which is your heart. You will get to that point. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are like, yeah, but I want to keep Pesach. I, I know you want to keep Pesach. Right. I want you to keep Pesach. You need to get circumcised before you keep Pesach. But do you understand what you're doing when you do Pesach? Exactly. You know that's where I'm glad you used it as an example because you say, I want to keep Pesach. If you truly want to keep it, <laughs> you will believe enough to know, let me go ahead and get this out the way. Mm-hmm. That too, but you also have not to doing understand. it. Just don't do it for the sake of doing it. Yeah, don't do yeah. it like all right. Even with the let me let me. It's not even so much. Let me go and get this done so I can eat this right, lamb. No, 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 no. Do you understand why you're getting circumcised? Do you understand why you're keeping the pesach? You don't want no knife down there just to, just to have it down there if you don't really believe what you finna. You know what I'm saying? Right. What you're getting yourself into? Going going back to the original statement, right? In terms of belief, I'm gonna say this: there is no such thing as blind belief. There's no such thing as blind faith. It, it is an establishment. It's an understanding. It's a knowledge. It's truth. It is trustworthy. It is a rock. It is a foundation. Okay? So, with all that being said. I want to add one other thing. Blind faith is really just ignorance. I want to add one other thing, too. The same goes with getting in that water for what most people call oh, baptism or yeah, immersion. baptism and immersion. Do you understand what you are actually committing to before you get in that water? Yep. This is a whole it's look right? like I don't I don't think people really understand like like covenant. No. I don't cuz that's not like even like in the westernized society like you know we talk about marriage contracts and marriage covenants and everything like that but they uh, in terms of how they're done and they're committed and, yeah, and how they're they're, serious, they're, they're broken just so easily in this in this society that it's something that goes like unappreciated or even unknown and something that people don't even really want to really do. They just want to have a kid and just shack up and just be all right, all right that's it. You know, you feel me? Um, but anyway. I yeah. do want to get back into Matthew, but go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, yeah, but I'm glad you brought that point about covenants because covenants are something serious. And when you get in that water, you are joining a covenant officially. Yes, in your heart, you may have done it. I get it. Everything else, I'm not saying you weren't doing it before. But when you get in that water, it's official. So do you understand what is being required of you in this covenant? This is do you understand? What do, like, do you really understand this? Of what is inside? Okay, this is very serious. Again, in church... You have the idea you're just doing this as a religion. Mm-hmm. When you come into this covenant, it is no longer just a religion. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not like a lot of other people. I don't really get offended by the term of religion. But the thing is, understand it's bigger than that. If you want to keep calling it religion, whatever, fine. I don't care. If you don't like that term, that's cool too. You can say lifestyle. Yeah. But lifestyle is the, is the thing that you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, this is a lifestyle This is the way you live your life And this is be, the person you are becoming mm-hmm. Right It's not something you just do fly by night Oh I'm just doing this so I can get into heaven 
mm. which that even in itself is something you're probably gonna, once you start learning you're going to change we'll, but we'll get to that later yeah, we'll get life. to that much later but yeah you this this is a very serious walk y'all so y'all gotta before you get in that water before you go into that knife do you understand what you are committing yourself to do you actually believe it do you know are you walking this thing out once you can say for certain, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I know. Mm, I'm with you who all the way. I know what is expected of me. Go under that knife. Go in that water. I love Mashiach. All right. All right. I also wouldn't advise going under the knife and in the water the same day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> all right. So Matthew 5. Um, yeah, I talked about the Beatitudes, a little bit of it. Verse 17. It says, matter of fact, let me start at... Um, I'm sorry, verse six. I'm sorry, verse fifteen. It says, verse fourteen. Excuse me. It says, "The light of the world is not able to hide the city that rests on the mountain. No man lights the lamp in order to set it under a covering, but it sets it upon a menorah, in order to give light to all those who are in the house. So, let your lamp shine before all, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father who is in the heavens." Didn't we just read in Deuteronomy where it says that this shall be your wisdom in front of all the nations? Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds like Torah and Messiah saying the same thing. Mm. And we can get more into that after this commercial break. <laughs> Hold on, wait. I want to oh, get this. Okay. I want to get this out first. All right, go ahead. All right. <laughs> I'm still alive. I don't want to get here. <laughs> I didn't want to get here for a minute. All right. It says moreover. All right. So what I'm letting you know, I'm reading from the. Um, the Hebrew Gospels. This is from the Vatican EBR 100, and they have been um, uh, translated from the Hebrew to the Greek, to the uh, English. Right? It says, "Moreover, Yahushua Mashiach said to his Talmudim or his taught ones, do not think. This is Matthew 5 and 17. Do not think that I came to throw down the Torah and the prophets. On the contrary, I came to confirm. All right. And I'm going to go right here. So in terms of what he means, what does he mean by confirm? What, what exactly is that? Let's go to uh, Romans and see what confirm means. Let me see something. OK, so Romans 3.31. It says, uh, you know, this is actually Paul Shaul talking. Do we then make void or inadequate the law through belief or through faith? Allahim forbid. We establish the law. So what does establish mean? Uh, establish is the G27, excuse me, G2476. And this says to cause or to make stand to uphold or sustain the authority or force of anything to make fix to establish to stand to be immovable to stand firm and with that we will be going to commercial break <laughs> we'll be right back dun 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 <laughs> I'm trying to listen to the whole album. Hey, look, hey, look, hey, look, I'm trying to listen to the whole album. I'm trying to 
to sit here. Oh, track two. I'm trying track to sit here. Is this is an interlude? We're in an interlude. <laughs> We're definitely in track seven right now. I'm trying to sit here, play the music, make it clean, and all they do is keep interrupting. We back. Look, we back hey, from commercial man. break. We back. <laughs> Right, just, just add the, just add the music in editing, man. I can't add the music in. Yes, it. It's already being recorded right now. <laughs> they gonna hear all of this. That's fire. <laughs> I hope right. y'all get a giggle out yeah, of that. Like we goofy, we did. y'all. My bad. That's crazy, <laughs> yo. Can't be great. Can't be great. Anyway, all right. We going. Where we going to? Okay, yes. Matthew. Well, actually, we wanted to go into. We're going to come back into how the um, Torah and Mashiach tie together. But now we're going to go into how we're supposed to be, you know, mindset-wise uh, as someone coming in. We're going to talk about humility and um, patience. So who wants to bring uh, the next scripture out? Uh, uh, I'll bring out the one for humility. This is uh, Matthew 5 and first. Three and somebody do me a favor and bring out Proverbs sixteen and nineteen and twenty nine and twenty three. Appreciate it. But uh, Matthew five three reads, "Blessed are the humble ones of ruach or spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of Yahuwah." That is extremely important to in this walk, staying humble. Uh, whenever y'all get that Proverbs verse, just bring it out. I got the first one, and uh, I'm about to I'm about to just bookmark the second one. Hold on. What was the second one? Okay, I got it. All right, so this is Proverbs 16 and 19. I'm reading from the Hallelujah Scriptures. Well, start at verse 18. Okay, no problem. Before destruction, pride... Oh. Yeah. Heck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it just says that. Okay. Yeah. Before destruction, pride. And before a fall, a haughty spirit. Mm. Words a little different than what I'm used to reading, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and number 19 says, It is better to be lowly in spirit with the poor... Flip the page. Then to divide the spoil with the proud. So, and I, I, let me read 29 first. Oh, you're going to read yeah, it? Let me read okay. 29, 23. So, the pride of man brings him low, but the humble in spirit obtains esteem. So, one of the reasons why, uh, and you said, did you have something you wanted to bring out first? No, 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 go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. One of the reasons why being humble is important there's a, a lot of people, and I, I'm, I'm speaking from experience because I had this issue a little bit too. When you first come into the walk and you realize that a lot of the stuff that you learned was wrong, you get very zealous, right? But in that, ah. sometimes your approach is real crazy and real wrong. What they say, you have a zeal for yeah, your you whole, have a but zeal, in, but you don't have it according knowledge. to knowledge because mm-hmm. you just got here, so you really don't know what you're talking about all the way. You just upset. So yeah, we need to be keeping the law. We need to be keeping the law. <clears throat> and then they, if they bring out scriptures like we brought out earlier, and you don't have the understanding, you're probably gonna get stumped, mm-hmm. and you're gonna make you're gonna be made to look real crazy. And even if you continue going down the path, and you get better in knowledge. Those people in the beginning are going to remember how you just knew what you were talking about at that time, and you were, and they, in their minds, you got proven wrong. So, also, you just don't want to be like you said, like some of these people in these proverbs. You, you got it. You go jump on for some clubhouse, arguing with some people who who've been up here, who've been in this walk for 10, 15, 20 years, right? And you just came in three months ago, 
And now you're, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. And they ask you one question and shut your whole argument down. Now you're sitting there looking dumb, right? <clears throat> Just slow down. It's okay. And this also ties in with patience. You need to humble yourself and you need to acknowledge that you're new in this and mm-hmm. you're still learning. Mm-hmm. And there's that, a lot um, of things that you don't know. And that's okay because we've all been there. What was that lesson that Yahusha taught about not trying to be the one in the front of the table or... or uh what was it? Uh, I don't. <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. Like, like the, what they used to teach us: uh, the last shall be first, mm, or the first shall be yeah, last. Yeah, Hold just, on, let me get it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, chill out. You know what I mean? We, you walk this walk, like you kind of, you kind of be timid about it. Be a little timid about it. That's that's a lowly spirit. If you, you know, what I'm saying, not not scared of, you know, what I'm saying somebody trying you in, in regards to the word, but just be like, yeah, I know I don't know nothing, so I'm gonna just, you know, what I'm saying, keep my mouth shut. I'm going to listen more than I speak. And when I'm ready, you know, and I feel like I'm com- confident and comfortable enough, then that's when I'll say so. I got it right here. Let me bring it up. All right. This is Luke <clears throat> chapter 14. Um, so I'm going to start at verse 7. It says, and he spoke a parable to those who were invited, and he noted how they chose the best places. And he said to them, when you're invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one who is more distinguished than you be invited by him. And when he who has invited you and to him come and say to you, give this one his place, then you'll begin with shame to take the last place. Basically saying, right, <laughs> if you go up there, that's like going to the lunch table <laughs> and you sit down first. And then the cool kids come up and be like, hey, man, get you got to get up. You got to go. <laughs> you got to go. <clears throat> so, yeah, you're going you gonna to be looking You gonna be looking stupid in the face because you, cause you, was, <clears throat> cause you was eyeing that seat. Mm-hmm. You was eyeing that seat for a minute like, yeah, I, I'm going to get this. This is a good spot for me. I'm going to get here. I'm going to be able to see this. I'm going to be able to see that. But then you got someone who is more distinguished and more established than you are. And the one who invited all y'all saying, hey, uh, get up real quick. This is this is actually his seat. Now you looking stupid in the face. Now you got to go. Oh, now all the other seats are taken up. You got to go. <laughs> you got to go, you gotta go, you gotta go on the all the way to the back. You got to go, go all and the way to the back. And walk past everybody just looking yep. at you. And, er- and everybody looking at you. Just everybody everybody looking, at you. looking at you like, this dude. So it says, rather... This is verse 10. When you are invited, go sit down in the last place so that when he who has invited you, he says to you, friend, come up higher. Then you shall have esteem in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. So it's, it's showing like, yo, I'm, you're humbling. Let me, know if I'm going, I'm going next, let me go to the next verse. For everyone who is exalting himself shall be humbled. Mm-hmm. So if you basically saying, well, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. Cool. You can go ahead and say that. Just know. You will be humble. You would rather humble yourself than than Yahuwah humble you. And he who is humbling himself shall be exalted. Mm-hmm. You go ahead, and take take the initiative, man. Be be proactive in your humbleness, basically. And you your humility. Go above and beyond with your humbleness. Humility. Now, <clears throat> just to clarify, hum- being humble does not mean being a weak pushover. Right. Okay. All it means I is do very simple. Don't be out here boasting, acting like you're something like you're the you're the next prophet when you got the same Torah the rest of us got, man. Mm-hmm. Like like 
There's millions of us yeah. out here, man. We're not all going to be at the top straight up. Straight up. Barack Yahuwah to the ones that will. That's hallelujah. We, you know what I'm saying? Give those people their esteem. Mm-hmm. Help boost up those that are in the position of leadership. You know what I'm saying? Put them on your shoulders. And, and then when it's your time for your service, not everybody's not everybody's job to do everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When, it's your, when your time comes for what you're needed to do, what you're called upon to do, do it with the best of your ability. Hey, we're all what? Of the same body But different same parts yep. Different members Different members Somebody gotta be the booty hole <laughs> Somebody <laughs> Shout out to Shout out to Zakane Yeah somebody Hey somebody gotta do it bro but <laughs> Somebody gotta do it But just know But I even But I even more so Wanna <clears throat> Wanna go into that Because it's like When you are humbling yourself and we're all of the same body, having the same mindset. We all have different, you know, areas that we're uh, act, acting in or, um, you know, what our different responsibilities are. But this verse in Matthew, we went to it earlier before we went on to break, is, <clears throat> excuse me, it said Matthew 18. So it says, I say to you in truth. That not one word will be diminished from the Torah that is would not be performed until the end of the world. And whosoever transgresses one of these smallest commands or teaches to break them, he will be called small or least in the kingdom of heaven. On the contrary, whoever teaches it and carries it out, great will he be in the kingdom of heaven. If you're least in the kingdom, that means you're not in there. Yeah, you ain't getting in. Um, so, in terms of, like, let's just say someone being the, uh, I'll use the a-hole, right? But, and you're- Let's say the big toe. Uh, we, 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 we really want to emphasize on that. Basically, because it'd be like the one, like, somebody be like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to. At the same time, if you are in the position to where the father has you to to be this certain role, but you are not no, I'm say but at the same time, you are operating within the commandments and the belief of the Messiah, and you're teaching others to do it, according to this verse, whoever teaches and carries it out, you will be called great in the kingdom. So Play your role, big dog. Play your role. Okay, so he's looking at me. All right, and you're looking at me too. All right, cool. So, <laughs> so again, the, the main thing with this is again, just just don't come in here acting, you know, act a big fool. and acting crazy. Calm down, okay. We know you're excited. All right. We all felt that, but just calm down, humble yourself. Right, you Slow have down. a little bit more knowledge than the average Christian. <laughs> Slow down a little bit. That does not mean that you have everything and that you now are just a no. Because again, you have the same Torah that everybody in this room has, that that people in other assemblies have. There are people that have been in this walk, whether it be I know some people might not necessarily call themselves Hebrew Israelites, they might call themselves Hebrew roots, or whatever the case may be. There are people that have been in this walk. For years. 20 plus. Right, 20 plus. plus. There are assemblies that have been around for 100 years. 
You just got here. You know more than the average Christian. But there are a lot of people out there that know more than you. Yeah, a lot of them Christians know right? more and, than and you. They, yeah, I was about to say, there are even some Christians that know more than you. Right? Mm -hmm. Just humble yourself. You, you will learn. Humble yourself. Right? And even when you learn, because here's the thing. I'm going to say this at one point and then I'm going to move on. If you can't act right with the little bit Yahuwah gave you. What makes you think you about to get a lot? Why would he give you a lot more? And you can't act right with the little bit he gave you. If, if I gave a child um, some ice cream, right? Now, let's say I gave him a little bit of ice cream, but I had some cake in the back, right? And they get this little piece of ice cream. Little scoop of ice cream, and they start running up the walls and acting crazy, acting like a buffoon. I ain't giving you no cake. I'm not about to give you any cake because you don't know how to handle the ice cream, right? So, how do you get better with all those things? Well, discernment. And how do you get discernment? Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> Proverbs two, <laughs> starting at verse one. My son, if you accept my words. And treasure up my commands with you mm. so that you make your ear attend to wisdom, mm. incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure, then you would understand the fear of Yahuwah and find knowledge or the knowledge of Elohim for Yahuwah gives wisdom out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding and he treasures up stability for the straight and a shield to those who walk blameless to watch over the paths of right ruling and the way of his lovingly committed ones he guards then you would understand righteousness and right ruling and straightness mm. every good path oh you want me to keep going no no i'm oh. just that's, i was gonna segue into prayer prayer you yep. to to gain first you got to read your word and once you know what you what you what you're trying to get out of this what you're desiring what you want how to how you want the most how to work with you no getting them no Disclaimer: It may, may what you want may not be what's what he want was he's gonna do for you. But either way, you develop a prayer life and you ask for those things and righteousness. You, but but believing that you know, what I'm saying what's to, his will for you will be done. Mm -hmm. You can't expect to come into this truth and immediately, like we said, that's part of the being. If I have an issue. With being humble, if I was already kind of like a a bolster or a loud, you know, what I'm saying, person, kind you are of like a donkey, a, 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 a ass. If I was an ass before I came into the truth, nine times ten, when I get this knowledge and I'm all of a sudden, you know, what I'm saying, I know a little bit more. I'm, it's probably going to be even worse, honestly. So now you got to, if you know you struggle with that, ask for help with that. No, and know that you're going to get it. That's the type of stuff that you're looking for. You, hey, father. I know I'm, I'm out here. I have a hard time with following orders. I have a hard time with chilling out. Father, help me in that. He'll give it to you if you truly desire it. If now, you, you got to put some work in for that. It's not just going to mm -hmm. be magic. Very, very mm -hmm. much true. 
<clears throat> first thing is you have to believe that you're going to receive it. And if you believe you're going to receive it in the name of Yahusha, then you And you walk. put in the work to have it. You, right. Yep, you walk in it. You got to practice you start it to do it. Yep, you got to practice it. If you need to go talk to somebody, you need to get some therapy and, and some and some aspect. If you need to, you know what I'm saying, stay you away from certain okay things. You mean it's okay for believers to get therapy? Oh, 100%. That's what the most oh. I put them here for. Okay. If you need to honor, set honor yourself position. apart from some people, if you if you unequally yoke with some folks, and you know that's you know what I'm saying these people is what's holding you back, then you got to be proactive and remove yourself from that. You can't you can't say, Father, help me stop doing this, and the person you always doing that with is the person you hang with every single day. Mm-hmm. You might not you might have to you know what I'm saying. You can't Cut be hanging out with Judy and John. They gotta go. Judy and John make you go see Judge Judy, and that ain't happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was that? <laughs> so, just to back up with, with what Yermiyahu said, um, James, who, if you haven't noticed, we've been using James a lot today. Um, he says something in the very first chapter of his letter, right? What did he say? So, we're going to go to verse five here. What did he say? <laughs> No, that just went over your head. (laughs) That was funny. All right. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask it of Elohim. Mm. Hold on, I lost my place. (laughs) Stop it. Let him ask of Elohim, who gives to all freely and reproaches no one, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith and without hesitation. Mm. He who hesitates is like the waves of the sea, which the wind overturns. And let that man expect to receive, let that man not expect to receive anything of Master Yahuwah, who is hesitating in his mind and unstable in all his ways. Mm. So that, boom. If you ain't 100% sure you know you're ready to stop doing this, don't pray for it. If you not, if you don't truly desire this, then don't pray for it. Gonna second guess yourself. The father know your heart. The father know your mind. Mm-hmm. Your, your thought processing. You ain't finna get it. Simple as that. So, getting into like prayer life, right? Um, establishing a prayer life, or establishing a better prayer life. Uh, one thing that uh, scripture does help to do that is with um possibly playing three times a day uh psalms 55 and 17 from the septuagint it says evening and morning and at noon i will declare and make my voice excuse me i will declare and make known and he shall hear my voice um we even have an example of this for Daniel, what Daniel did when he was in captivity, uh, Daniel 6 and 10, to where he gave a praise offering in terms of, for one, he asked for forgiveness for not only him, for his sins and his transgressions and his iniquities and his wrongdoings, but those of his forefathers as well. And how he did that three times in a day. And, you know, us being in, you know, you may not believe it, some people may not believe it, but... Just know in terms of the kingdom, in terms of uh, righteousness ruling, is not is not yet here. So we can still pray 
three times a day just to help establish that relationship with the father. Um, just going before him, making sure that we don't come to him any old kind of way as well, right? It ain't like a, you know, a fly by night thing. You know, make sure you're taking your time to, you know, try to clear your heart, try to clear your mind. I mean, he are, it says that he already knows, you know, what we ask and what we need before we even ask him for it. At the same time, it's still good to, you know, it, pour out your heart, pour out your heart towards him. Let him know the things that are going on because it says that, yo, yo, you'll make your voice to him and that he'll he'll hear. I like you spoke on the way you approach him. A lot of people, you know what I'm saying, your casual, everyday folk, they'll say, yeah, yeah, I got a relationship with God. He know my heart. I talk to him all the time. And they really be talking to him like, or think they talking to him. He probably, probably not even reaching his ear. But like he they homeboy or something like that. And what up, God? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? God, you know, you, you, you know I want to slap this dude. But da, 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 like... You got to think about it like, because we so far removed from stuff, bro. We so far removed from You would royalty. not go into a king's court. Exactly. And walk up to him and talk any type of way. You know, you're just not, not going to do that. Hey, yo, king, you know, um, <laughs> hey, man, I this ain't... dude out here is really bothering me. And like, you feel me? Like, I, I know what your, I know what your loss is, but look, look, you need to stop me before I go out here and knock this dude out. Like you can't uh, I, I know I said he, I was gonna have you last week. I know it's been, you know. What I'm he saying? gonna stop you. Oh yeah, <laughs> he gonna stop you if he if he a king. He gonna stop you. So this is this is. I remember I was talking to somebody one time. I said, listen, because I remember when I was in 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 the church, our pastor actually said you can pray on the toilet, right? Like taking a whole dump, pray. And I know a lot of people that do that that are outside of of the walk. So when I came into the walk. And I started realizing that the importance of how you approach the father. I was like, okay, I'm not even really a fan of any U.S. president. But if I knew they were coming to my house, I wouldn't be sitting on the toilet. Having a conversation with And them. then when they came to my house, open up the door and be like, hey, you want to shake my hand? While well, I'm still on the toilet, right? Ain't even wiped yet. Stuff still falling out. Okay. Yo. <laughs> That's, Yo, that's wild. That's crazy. That's wild. That's a wild uh, example hey, I use. Yo. But people do that. People literally be on the toilet. Mm. Thank you, Father. Mm. What kind of message do you think that sends? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, and just when you start reading Torah, you will actually see there actually is a commandment for when you use the bathroom, get out of His presence and do that. Exactly. Right. So again, not knowing. Put it like this, right? Go ahead. If your significant, you know, some people's significant others a little bit different, but you don't want to be walking around talking to somebody whose stinking filthy booty is on the toilet, laying down all types of loads. You don't want to have a full conversation with them. Y'all seen Friday. Exactly. <laughs> you see that. Craig was not trying to be in there with his dad. Why I've been I've been spending your for twenty plus years. You can spend my for like five minutes. <laughs> Craig won't even try to do it. What makes you think the all powerful, the highest, the lofty one, Yahuwah Elohim, wants to do that with you? The Almighty, the Almighty, your Father, the King of the Universe. Uh, for those that had, you know, what I'm saying, not everybody had an upstanding father figure in their life. 
But for those that did It was present When you was in your youth I hope you didn't But I know for mine I came to my daddy correct I, And I ain't had no choice but to Because if I came to him incorrect I probably would get punched in the chest <laughs> And guess what That corrected me but I ain't never I, He never had to do that to me Cause Cause I, you were scared You know what I'm saying I, I had a, That That What was that Reverence I had that respect mm-hmm. for him You know what I'm saying To know not I can't talk to, I can't talk to my daddy Any type of way So Keep that in mind You know what I'm saying When you Y'all out here Preparing yourself to You know what I'm saying And that's certain That's things you gotta work on It, it may take some time To consciously remember oh, oh I did not pray today Let me make sure I speak To take some time I'll speak to my father Mm-hmm. It may take some time to, uh, you know what I'm saying, even even going into the multiple times a day. Uh, and also, with what you're saying, with your prayer, we got examples in Scripture, you know what I'm saying, for how Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, or Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, how uh, Joseph prayed to Yahuwah when he was in the pit, how... Uh, David prayed to Yahuwah all throughout the Psalms. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got things that you could reference to go back to and be like, okay, this is how they were speaking with the Father. This is how you know I'm saying. This is how we go ahead. Yeah, I want to add one other thing too. When you pray, um, I remember uh, shout out to the Maureen. They brought this out because I actually never thought of this at the time. Um, when you pray, take some time to listen. Right. Because uh, it is supposed to be you talking to the most high. Sometimes he might talk back. Take some time to listen. Take mm-hmm. some time to literally just stop and just, again, it's going to take some time because it's not like he's going to speak to you immediately. You know, just build up to just just trying to listen, mm. trying to hear. Set your ambiance up. I think uh, Mikael had a great lesson on that, to setting the mood for when you're about to talk to him. And for those that's, been in the truth, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got your frankincense and your and your myrrh and stuff like that. Frankincense and myrrh. Yeah, some some people got the prayer rugs and stuff like that. Get, make your area clean. Clean yourself if you can, if you're available. You know what I'm saying? Some people be at work. When you get home from work, wash yourself up, get right, you know what I mean? And and try to be presentable, man. Be mm. presentable. The same way you would go on a date and try to be presentable there mm-hmm. with another human being that's going to die just like you. Be you should show much more respect to mm-hmm. the creator who's not gonna die and who can keep you from dying. Right? That's that's all we're saying. Just just show respect. Mm-hmm. Just show respect. Come <clears throat> with respect. even like that's stuff I gotta work on. You know, and I'm just mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad we have a conversation about it. Yeah, it's huh. it's stuff that I gotta make more active. My prayer life has not been as well as I needed it to be. But this that does and I'm still new in the walk. So I, I didn't, but I, the part I'm confessing that and admitting that to know that all right, I gotta take some action to get better with that. So don't get discouraged in none of this either. Nothing y'all hearing, don't get discouraged in none yeah. of that. Yeah. And I wanna add this too because uh, you said you're new in the walk. You're you're not new to the to no. the degree. You're, right, you're really right, right. just a yeah. few years in. Um but notice you who could say say he has to work on that. That's also something I have to work on, right? So if I've been in this walk for 10 plus years, who could say has been in this walk for 10 plus years? Yeah, I mean, Yahoo's been in this walk for what, about three years now? About three, four. Yeah, three, four years. And we're still working on stuff. This also brings us to the next point, which I is. Mean, mine hasn't been 10. I just thought about it. Oh, it's been like, what, nine, eight? Mm, 2015. Oh, okay. Well, about still, eight, still yeah. a while. Yeah. But the point is, um, at this point, you need to learn the big thing, which is 
patience. It ain't going to come overnight. True. It's yeah. not going to come overnight. Let and patience this, have its perfect work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's, that's also the reason why humility is also important because the more you... It's funny because <laughs> it's, it's almost like Erica Badu, but it's not. The more you think you know... Or the more you learn, the more you realize you really, you really don't know. Wow, you get so many mind blowing moments when yeah. you gonna when you start to really dig into this world. Yeah, the more you think you, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, that's one of the reasons why I'm very cautious when I hear a lot of things because a lot of times it's like I can tell that you are newer in this because you think you got it all. Open up my mind. Right. If you think you got it all, number one, you're not gonna get any more, and number two, so, you're probably that's wrong. I'm gonna bring out the, the, the clothes. So, that's oh, that's fire. Bad. Psalm, <laughs> go ahead. We ain't got clothes on it, but just go. Yeah. Psalms 119. Well, eight, I was verse gonna bring 18. something else out about patience, but go ahead. Hold on, let me get to that Psalms 119 real quick. Verse 18. That 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 I I vibe. I love that verse. All right, Psalms 119, verse 18. It says. Uh, actually, let me start at verse 17. It says, do good to your servant. Let me live and I guard your word. Open my eyes that I might see the wonders from your Torah mm. or from your laws or from your instructions. And we spoke about that earlier with, if you, if you just go into the book to, to get a, a quote real quick or just some really a real quick affirmation just for yourself. If that's the only reason why you open up your book, you will never develop what this wonders of his Torah really is. You'll, you'll never get to that point. So about the patience part, I want to bring out now, I want to say I'm going to use this verse slightly out of its intended context because it's actually talking about money. Um, so this is the ESV version of Proverbs 13, 11. It Slow says, down, Turbo. Yeah. Take your time. I'm talking too fast. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking to me. I'm tripping. I was. <laughs> Proverbs 13:11, right? Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, mm. but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. So, if any of you actually do study money, you'll learn that the best way to develop wealth is over time. Well, if that's what? true of earthly wealth, how much more do you think is true of the heavenly knowledge that the father has. Say, I was about to say, oh, okay. wealth is yeah. not knowledge is wealth. Yeah, I was that's, about to say. So, so, I know a lot of you think, yeah, I'm going to just read all these books and get all this information. I cool. read 17 chapters today. Cool. How much can you recall? Two verses. Exactly. So, what good did it do you? Nothing. Right? You might have to spend a week on five verses. Yeah, I was about to say, it, it's literally better if it works for you to read one chapter a day so you can understand what you're reading instead of reading the whole Bible in three days and the only thing you can remember is John 3.16. John 3.16 is cool, that but that. that's all you got. This is a whole book here. Because I'll be on YouTube sometimes and I'll, a video of one of them street preachers or whatever pop up and then they'll be dealing with maybe somebody in the LGBT community or something like that. They'll be like, yeah, I read the Bible from front to back. You couldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And if you did, like you said, you got it done in a week. You got it done too quick. Because, listen. You ain't retain nothing from it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day. You did it just to say that you did it. You did it just to say you Mm -hmm. did it. So you can brag about it. Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take your time with this thing because you want to make sure that you understand. You want to make sure that it's actually growing in you. The scripture uses um, the word 
the Messiah uses the the example of a seed all the time in the word. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can pull out the example for me, where it has four different types of soil, right? People are different types of soil, mm-hmm. right? And it talks about how, um, you know, he's the a planter was just throwing seeds out, right? And some landed on certain types of ground, and some landed on rocky ground, and some landed with thorns and thistles, and some landed on good ground. But the thing is, when you, well, actually, if somebody could bring it out and read it first, and then I'll get to my point. All right, hold on. <clears throat> so I'm gonna go to the Luke version because the Luke version actually actually states what you're saying. Luke eight, starting at verse five, it says, "A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some indeed fell by the wayside." And it was trotted down, and the birds of the heavens devoured it. Pause. Mm-hmm. How quickly did that happen? Did that happen immediately, pretty much, when, when the sower threw the seeds down? Happened, uh, happened it, pretty fast, right? It, it, yeah, it definitely could, especially, you know, with the birds, man. Them, yeah, because you know, the seagulls, birds don't be playing. Them seagulls, them seagulls go crazy. And why you had to bring up seagulls? I have a traumatic event with seagulls, so he, he knows that. So I mean, technically, you can, you can speak to this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can speak very, very quite well to that. Move on. Alright. <laughs> and the others and the others fell on rock. And when it grew up, it withered because it had no moisture. The other fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it up. And the other fell on good soil and grew up and yielded a crop on a hundredfold. Having said that, he cried, He who hears who he has ears, let him hear. And his taught ones were the only ones asking him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said to them, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the reign of Elohim, but to the rest in parables. And that seeing, they do not see, and hearing, they do not understand. And this is the parable. The seed is the word of Elohim. And those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, lest having believed, they should be saved. And those on the rock are those who, when they hear, they receive the word with joy. And these, they have no root. Pause be- really quick. I'll go ahead. Finish it and then nope. pause really quick. Who believe for a while into the time of trial fall away. You don't know how many times I've seen people come to this walk and be on fire for the walk. And then about a year later, two years later, they're in Egyptology. They're back in the church. They're an atheist. There's a whole man who has videos that people still use to this day. About people new in the walk, and he left the walk and is now doing aquaponics. What the heck is aquaponics? It happens all the time. Is that uh, for the first is example? That, uh, water right. gymnastics. I don't know what it is. For the first example you gave, as far as uh, the bird, the hot time coming immediately and taking mm-hmm. away from. I got a homegirl. I love her to death. She she not as bad as, as she used life. to be, but she. I will will be a time where his word coming out, da, 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 and the second something happens that can probably. Move the field goal post to something else. Like, uh, oh, I, I, I gotta go get the baby some food. Like, that's you, you know. You, I know you ain't trying to hear it, mm-hmm. so there's no need to, for us to even be talking about it. Almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah. so now, can you read the third one there? And those that which fell among the thorns are those who, when they heard, they go out and are choked with worries and riches and the pleasures of life, and they bring no fruit to perfection. Okay. Now, in the case of both the second and the third one, because um, I, I know there's one version that says they have no root. Yeah, that's um, that's the second one. The second one, right? They receive it with joy, 
but they have no root. They have no root. So they only believe for a while until the time of trial. So do roots spring up immediately? No. They take some time to grow. Yeah. You got to get, you know, when, you, when roots come out, they, they, they take time to grow. They take time to get established in the dirt. You have to be implanted. Yeah. You got to. But in the case of them getting choked up, they had a, they had a little bit more root, mm-hmm. they had a little bit more root, mm-hmm. but there were some things around them mm-hmm. that didn't allow that root to really take hold. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they still. If, if you think if they had a little bit more time, and then the weeds were added later, they could have possibly beaten those weeds and and grew out of them. Yeah. Okay. And then go to the fourth one. And on the good soil are those who have heard the word with a noble and good heart. They retain it, and they bear fruit with patience or endurance. So the question becomes, if you plant an apple tree and you bury it in the dirt, does it produce fruit the next day? No. How long can an apple tree, and we're using an apple tree. There's some trees and some plants that actually take a very long time when you plant them before they start bearing any fruit at all. According to Torah, even when it start bearing fruit, you, you can't, can't immediately you yeah. use. You can't even use it immediately. That, that got to mature, basically. Uh-huh. Right. So yeah, and then after it builds, then it has to mature for a certain amount right? of years. For a certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to get in this thing and you really want to be useful to the Father, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take you some years. Just like if you wanted to build a company, just like if you want to build earthly wealth, it's going to take some time. Just like if you wanted to build a family, just like if you want to have successful children, they don't just come out the womb doctors. They have they come out the womb what? babies. Then you raise them, and then they t- then they become doctors after many years, right? It's gonna take some time, right? Some people might get it faster than others, and that's okay. If you came in the walk with your your wife or your husband or your daughter or your child or whatever, and they get it a little bit faster, that's okay. You're one of those plants that just take a little bit longer to grow. Mm-hmm. It's okay. That's fine. And like I know uh, when I was reading the Dead Sea Scrolls, so one of those, one of them, uh, they were talking about the requirements before you can even like start to teach something like that. I can't remember, but it was definitely double-digit plus years before you can even. I mean, we think get- she was a teacher. You <clears throat> know, yeah, what if I'm you're new in this walk, you don't even need to be thinking about teaching. For I real. mean, uh, for example, you we could we could use Moses for example. Ain't, I- no, ain't nobody out here, Moses. Ain't nobody out here holding a candlelight to Moses, and I'm just just using him specifically because how long did it take for the father to call him? That brother was 80. And when did he leave Egypt? He was about 30. Mm. Okay. You, you, you can put it all together. So, and, that, and that's a good example, too, because he had to be on his own for some time. Mm-hmm. Shoot, most of the prophets were old. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, definitely. Most of the prophets were I think Jeremiah was, <laughs> it was like, man, you're too young to be doing this. Most of the prophets were old. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, this, it was Jer- Jeremiah or Zechariah. It was, it was Jeremiah. 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 Yeah, he was like, yeah, he said, I'm you too so young. Old? So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just go ahead and just stay with this. Be patient. It'll come to you as you need it. As the Father sees that you need it, mm-hmm. the Father will water you. The Father will till. The Father will do everything for you. Then, you know, of course, you got to put your work into. But um, Please read in context. Which yeah, read in context. Read, read from one to whatever. Start the, at verse one. You yeah. spoke on that earlier. Uh, the verse started with a but, so I can't. I needed to go back a little bit farther. Yeah, before so, I- yeah. when we were uh, planning the episode here, there was a, a verse we wanted to use. It was actually the one you brought out in Genesis. And we were just going to use 9 and 4. And when I looked at it, I said, well, it starts with a but. 
So we have to go for it because it's not a complete sentence. All right. And that's just that's just a typical thing. Like even when we talk to sometimes we have conversations with like the Israelite camps and things like that. And they'll use a scripture and we say, but the first word there is but or the first word is therefore. And it's not a complete thought. Yeah. So you have to go up for it first to get the complete thought. Right. So you can understand it. And if you notice, we keep saying you can understand, you can know, you can understand that is you need to understand what you're doing. You need to understand why you are here. Why am I here? Why, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? That will take time. Again, some things you need to know immediately because it's, it's fun, foundational. Right. Torah, you need to understand it. But, you know, once you start getting to cer certain other things, yeah, you, you can take your time with that. You see what I'm saying? Some of the deeper things, like we when sometimes we'll talk about other Elohim and things like that. You don't need to know that if you just got here yesterday. It's important to know. Yesterday. Yeah, but, you know, you don't need to know, okay, well, when the Tower of Babel happened, what actually was going on was it was a it was a, a ziggurat and all because you don't, you don't need to know that right now. You don't need to know that right now. No, when you don't. get on Judgment Day, Judgment Day is not going to be a quiz. It's not going to be, okay, so... <laughs> what year was he, was my son actually born? And what was the, oh, yeah. So he was actually born this year because Herod was, that's good to know. But if you know that, it but you don't know, it. you don't right. know the but basis of Torah know. and you're not living it, that's not going to yeah. do you any Kinda good. Just focus on your salvation type topics right now. Mm -hmm. Focus on those things. And what are those things? Belief. Mm -hmm. Immersion. Mm-hmm. Repentance mm -hmm. and law keeping. Mm -hmm. That's what you're gonna need to do right now, man. But again, as we when we started this all out, you start small, work your way up. It's gonna, it's gonna take time, patience. Hump, be stay humble, pray, ask for discernment, keep it going. Um, so before we, we're about to wrap this up, before we do that, you know if this. Just give out some quick one, some quick like big brother information advice for people who are new. I'm glad he used the word advice. Not mean to cut you off, but I, and, and we're not no teachers in here. Yes, we just we just advice brother advice. This is just big brother advice. You know, something to help you along your walk. But again, I'm I'm not trying to be your your teacher or your moray or anything like that or your pastor. This is just advice again to help you out here, right? For me, one of the things that I would say. I notice a lot of newer people, they like to, again, and we talked about this too, they try to get all this information, right, and they're not able to retain it. I would strongly advise that you start reading Genesis 1 and 1 and just read there and just read all of Torah before you start trying to jump into the New Testament, before you start trying to jump into Yahushua's writings. Me personally, I would advise just read the entire Tanakh or the Old Testament first before jumping into the New Testament. There are other books and other writings like Enoch and the Apocrypha and things like that. I wouldn't worry about those right now because, to be honest with you, a lot of the things in the Tanakh, in the Apocrypha, and in these other writings, it's just giving more explanation for things that happen in Torah. So if you don't understand the basics that's happening there, you're going to be lost when you start reading these other books, right? Or you're going to take them out of context. You're going to get lost and confused, even though what that book might be saying is right. You don't know how to parse it out because you don't have the foundation. Just learn Torah, learn the Tanakh first. Then once you do that, you can still believe in Yahusha. You should. But learn the Tanakh because the Tanakh is the foundation. Yahusha and all the disciples did not have a New Testament when they were doing their teaching. They had Tanakh. 
learn to knock so you can learn what they're coming from, where they're coming from, then read their writings. And then you can start to discern other books and things like that, because not all the other books really are scripture. Some of them are good writings, but they're not scripture. For, for me, I would say definitely start from the beginning. Uh, just like even if you've already read it, man, give yourself a refresher. For me, I would say find something in it that really piqued your interest and kind of dive into and, and dwell on that for a little second. I'm big on the stories in the, in the Tanakh. It's what, the Bible in itself is the greatest story ever told. So for me, I would find throughout the year or whatever, it would be certain another a certain story that I'll pinpoint on and I'll change it up, you know what I'm saying, sporadically or whatever, and find the true meaning in that story. I would find myself in that story. That's mm. probably one of the main reasons I got into the truth as I did, because I'm big on envisioning things while I'm reading it. So when I found out that the people were who they were and that they did not look like who I, how I thought they looked like. I was a little bit able to put myself in the shoes of those people better than I ever was before. So that's, that's that'd be my thing. Just try to, try to envision what you're reading and, and pray for the, the truth in that. Play the applause, play the applause. <laughs> so I'm gonna just land back off of what both of these both of them saying. Um, first and foremost, definitely, you know, ask ask Yahuwah, you know, for his understanding, uh, for his ruach, for his spirit, and ask him to reveal to you who the Messiah is. Um, and then yeah, start out from the beginning, start from Genesis. Um, try to write some things down. Uh, who said, you know, envision things. I would even go and to say, like, yo, watch some movies, watch some um biblical movies to see how they depict things, and then read the story, read the story in the scripture, so that you get a full understanding of what's being portrayed and what's actually being stated, so you just have a better understanding. Sometimes, you know, we're visual learners. I know for me, you know, I'm a visual learner. I I more so grew up on all the biblical stories, you know, I at my people's crib, you know, we got all of them here. Um, but even with like just having an understanding of those stories and then reading them, just getting even more detail, just like kind of helped me out even more. But, you know, just uh, just find out what works for you in terms of learning and then apply that and ask the father for understanding just concerning that. But. With that being said, we will be wrapping up this episode. We definitely appreciate y'all for stopping by, for taking the time to be with us, to listen and to hear. Um, like we said before, we're, we're not mores, we're not teachers or anything like that. We are just uh, fellow servants um, of Mashiach to the esteem of Yahuwah, just like you all are, just trying to you know, strive to be better and to do better and to be good and trustworthy servants of the master. So, with that being said, Yahuwah barak you and guard you. Yahuwah make his face shine upon you and show favor unto you. Yahuwah lift up his face towards you and give you shalom. In the name of Yahusha, and we say shalom. Shalom. Shalom.